Visible is a wireless carrier that is not invisible. It is pretty clear from the name, actually, radio waves are invisible. And I can say this with authority as a licensed amateur radio operator. That being said, Visible won't be giving you the power to see light outside the visible spectrum. It's actually way better because having that ability would make getting around very difficult and distracting. What you do get with Visible is unlimited 5G data powered by Verizon. You get one line of wireless, just $25 a month, which is great in these times of economic uncertainty. That is one line for $25, taxes and fees included. So whatever you're doing at this moment, please stop. Switch immediately. Now, monthly rate on the Visible plan for data management practices and additional terms, visit Visible.com. Wir gerne sehen in was ist los. It's dein Freundo Seth. I'm learning German. Yeah, in case you didn't know what that was. That is me trying to impress you with the little German that I know. Right now, I am actually learning German. I took it in high school. I goofed off the entire time. I did some other language learning apps. They taught me things like where the taxi stand is and how to find a bus, um, but not a lot of conversational uh German. Thankfully, that's what Babbel is all about. Babbel teaches you language conversationally, which let's face it, that is what you want to know anyway. I don't know. When I was in school, you learned like how to count. You learned like the colors. You learned the shapes. Those are all important things, but they don't help you when you're in uh, like Cologne, Germany with Ein Nierenstein, which by the way is German for kidney stone, uh, an experience I can unfortunately speak personally to. But I've been using Babbel to learn to speak German again, uh, better than I have before. I actually really like it because it is conversational. It's a little bit more relaxed. One of the things that it does that I really like is it'll sometimes show you what the literal English translation is. And I don't know why, but I find that very helpful in sort of understanding the structure, the grammar of a language and sort of putting myself into that mind space. Since I'm only in Germany for Gamescom, which is like a week, week and a half, I'm not immersed in the German language. I'm not immersed in German culture. So what I do is the second best thing. I'm taking Babbel. Hopefully this year when I go to Germany, I'll be able to impress all the Germans with how much German I know from learning through Babbel. The app has pronunciation recognition, so you'll be able to learn how to speak better with your accent, how to actually properly pronounce the words. That way you won't get made fun of by a, a group of older German men because you said Apfelstrudel and not Apfelstrudel. Um, no, it's really cool. Uh, I'm going to say right now there is a special limited time deal for our listeners. Right now you can get up to 60% off your Babbel subscription, but only for our listeners because you guys are the best ones, by the way, at babbel.com slash realm. Get 60% off at babbel.com slash realm. That is spelled B-A-B-B-E-L dot com slash realm. Rules and restrictions may apply. Nintendo! I 
IGN's offices in San Francisco. Welcome it's... to Nintendo Voice Chat for the week of March 26, 2015. I am your host, Jose Otero, and I am rejoined by some awesome people today. Leading off, Brian Altano. Brr, brr. Per Schneider, who's back from his adventures in France, Germany, and Europe. Je reviens. <laughs> and joining us, special guest Andrew Goldfarb from Gearbox Software. I like how you said France, Germany, and Europe. <laughs> yeah, I just I wanted to see if I could catch him, but clearly you Very caught nice. on. He didn't say Hello. anything. Yeah. All right. Well, everyone's back. So where have you guys all been? Like, in quick France, catch up for folks. France, Germany, and Europe. No, okay. I've only been to uh, France. Okay. How I, was it? Uh, just a little vacation. Went to Paris and then the Champagne region and just drank champagne for three days straight. Did you get the Louvre 3DS? No, or? no, no. We didn't do the super touristy stuff. Yeah. You know, us Europeans were cool. Sure, yeah, of course. Yeah, yeah, yeah. you're too uh, cool for that. You no. just took selfies in front of the Apple Tower <laughs> yeah, and posted them I on ate. Facebook. <laughs> I <said laughs> in a, What's the difference? I sat in a brasserie and, and ordered, um, uh, the, I'm like, I'm, I'm going to just eat the most French food. And the waitress is like, oh, we have tête de veau. The tête de veau is on, uh, you know, today's special. I'm like, all right, I'll go for the veal head. <laughs> is that what and that is? Man, it is, yeah. Like, it, the, this one wasn't good. So I look, Oh, being, that was compared being, to the other veal heads. Being German, yeah. I eat everything, right? Yeah. Like blood sausage, all that stuff. This was like a cross-section of a cough head. Well, oh. it's like it's like Ugh. head smushed into like this sausage wrapper with this weird outer membrane. It has these really weird pieces inside. You're like, that's for thinking. That's for thinking, <laughs> not for eating. Like, it, I got, you know, I eat a lot of stuff, but I was like, yeah, that's not so good. Yeah, this, that sounds is, a little This is intense. good to know. I'm going to, I'm going to Paris in a few months, and I'm, I'm very worried about eating an animal's entire head. So. Yeah. Yeah. Don't get so. the tete they, I mean, they have plenty of good food. To detective eat, so. Vu? Or, is that or, detective, that's the detective who discovered the dish. Yeah. Have uh, your wife whip out a camera and put that video on IGN. You got your Ooh. reaction. Oh, that's right. Yeah. You know, then I can expense the trip. It's really good. <laughs> get a little potatoes with it. It'll be good. Okay, get it. All Maybe right. it'll be the other half of the head yeah. of the one you ate. Yeah. So, Brian, where have you been? <laughs> I was I was with you in at Nintendo of America. Okay, so we're going to talk about that. Do you want to talk about that? We can talk uh, about that. At some point, Ooh. yeah, definitely. I want to get through some question of the week responses and talk a little bit about the DNA deal and NX because you guys were out. Yep. Andrew, what have you been up to, dude? Like, It has been a long um, time. So fun fact for people listening, Andrew was on the very first episode of Nintendo Voice Chat that I ever hosted mm-hmm. back when it was a... Uh, I don't know. How do we describe how that episode came together? That was basically me going, it was, ah, let's just do it. Let's just do it. Yeah, it was, we walked into the, the old podcast room and just started recording. And I think it was all about Earthbound. I think it was the day yep. it came to Virtual Console. You were there, too. I was there, too. Yeah, yeah. you wow. were there, too. And Marty was and Marty, on that episode yeah. as well. Okay. Yeah, Really good times. Good fun. So what have yeah. you been up to, dude? Uh, so I'm at Gearbox now in Texas. Um, mm-hmm. And recently, I'm just traveling also. I did GDC. Oh, I did Nintendo third-party Gearbox. Yes, exactly. Yes. Yeah, Gearbox <laughs> with all of our Nintendo games. Um, yeah, and I've been there for 13 months. Okay. Which Very is cool. It's weird being back in the office. I don't recognize a lot of people. Are you uh, here to announce a ge- Gearbox game for Nintendo, like oh, yeah. 1080 Snowboarder Lands? I, I definitely have the authority to do that, yeah. <laughs> no, <laughs> what was that? Say that, that again? <laughs> what? 1080 <laughs> Snowboarder Lands? No, Snorter? That sounds oh, awesome. That's really yeah. smart, Are actually. we making it? It was a portman, wow. so I, I, can, I can talk to the people who can make that happen. Yeah. All right, good. All right, cool. Talk to your people. And, then they, and exactly. then they can make sure that never happens. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So uh, I, I don't know that we have the rights to the 1080 franchise. So So last week, some crazy stuff happened. On the same day that Brian and I we're on a plane to go over to uh, Nintendo of America to play Splatoon. L- literally that, that mor- morning. That morning, all the news had broken overnight, but Nintendo entered a deal with DNA, which yeah. is sort of a very big company in Japan. Is it not, uh, it's not Dina? It's DNA. DNA. It's DNA, okay. yeah. Not okay. Dina. Yeah. <laughs> Nintendo and Dina together <laughs> for the first time. <laughs> Uh, but I'm, So I know you were in a video talking a little bit about this, but I know folks were writing in or sharing feedback on Twitter how they wanted to know what you guys thought. Andrew, you as well. Like I'm really curious mm-hmm. to hear you guys discuss. 
first of all, what did you think of this deal and sort of what came out of that? It's, I, I mean, we've talked about this before. It's about time. Nintendo has great franchises that will work really, really well on mobile. And I think the only people ob objecting to it are those who worry that it will take something away from their console strategy or yes. from their 3DS uh, handheld strategy. You know, obviously, uh, Iwata announced the, na the, the project name of the next console at the same time just to give people, tell people, hey, we're not going to walk away from the hardware business, right? And so that's where, to me, it's a positive story because... They're working yet again with another partner to create games specifically for the mobile platform. Yep. Yep. That said, though, a lot of Nintendo's recent games, especially the downloadables on 3DS, have been very much like mobile games, with one exception. They're not selling. You know, let, let, let's be honest, guys. Yeah. Like, you know, little experiments like like Pokemon Match Three games, all that mm. kind of stuff. And we've had two of those on the on the 3DS. They're 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 seeing very small download numbers because of the audience that uses the 3DS and and the or, not so vibrant yeah. needs. Or the fact that they're not sharing those download numbers makes us think that way. I know Pokemon Shuffle just recently they revealed sold two point like was downloaded two point five million yeah, times. Yeah, but that's a pittance. But yeah, that's still at, a pittance compared to what's on iOS. Numbers, right? Yeah, exactly. Big, these games are designed to be mainstream games. They're not, you know, as a hardcore gamer, like you quickly run into issues. Like, you know, with the latter, you run into the, the whole setup of a free-to-play game where you're going to have to wait or you're going to have to pay and it might bug you. On a mobile platform where you're always connected, you can always spend and it's easier to just spend a buck, it becomes a completely different story, right. I think, for these games. And so they've experimented with these titles on the wrong platform. I think they, they will see tremendous success if they put the right titles on mobile Um but not with and, and what they're not going to do they're not going to create like a full Mario Brothers game that really requires the, the tactile feedback off a D-pad and buttons yeah. and all no, that no they and build so, their games to the devices that they're on they yeah. have a track record doing and that's that. why yeah. to me it's, it's a positive positive. and you know side note I again like on my trip to France hardly got any street passes I think five and yep. guys remember I'm flying out of San Francisco big airport landing in Charles de Gaulle really big airport in the middle of Europe and I'm getting just a handful of street passes. So that tells me that that kind of like the street pass culture has moved on for the most part. You can always find street passers if you get together for meetings or you go to certain stores. But everybody has their mobile device on them. If Nintendo can crack that kind of connectivity with some clever applications, I think they got something really I wish good. Even something as simple as if you could earn play coins <laughs> while just walking around with your phone and mm -hmm. they would work on 3DS, that would yeah. be awesome. Like, Maybe it's like little simple something. things like that, yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, or have, um, or have street passing <clears throat> on your phone as well. Right, you know? exactly. Yeah. I mean, I, th yeah. I think if they're going to do mobile, DNA is the right company to partner with. I mean, I, I respect that Nintendo is partnering with somebody and not trying to do this entirely on their own because I think we've seen, like, the first iteration of... If you compare the eShop at the beginning to now, I mean, like, they get there eventually, but I think, like, they often kind of stumble out of the gate with, with digital... You yeah, know, mm -hmm. initiatives, you know, backend um, stuff. Yeah, you like right. nowadays you see like sort of the the ability to uh, to pre-download or things like that. Like right. they're finally <laughs> working that sort of infrastructure in. Exactly. Uh, versus the way when they started out of the gate, yeah, it was. And, a lot less efficient. And I yeah. think the DNA is the right company when it comes to creating a, a platform and mm -hmm. a plan, right? Like it yep. sounds like there's more to it, not just one-off games, one, but yeah. an actual kind of ecosystem that lets you maybe you have an identity or achievements that you're sharing across all these platforms, right? And for that, DNA is right. They bought NG Moco, which was once a big game development Remember studio. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, um, uh, that kind of has not been as effective as it had been in the past when they had a lot more talent. And so now the onus is on DNA to to show that they actually have the development chops to work with Nintendo and create good games. That's the outstanding question. But even yeah. with like a 
the potential for you know sort of big success on, on a smartphone or smart device market. Like you see companies like uh, I think I saw a news story just last week that Rovio has lost a ton of money. The Angry Bird oh, makers. Yeah. Like I just wonder if is this too late to enter this space just because it's so competitive at this point and there are so many devices out there? For Nintendo specifically, no. I mean, because those franchises have endured. I mean, like, look, if, if they make something that is one of their big franchises, and especially the first thing that's on mobile, I, I don't think... I mean, like, we were talking about this earlier. Like, on mobile, the problem with mobile now, the industry is so broad, it's discoverability. The reason yes. a lot of people don't do well is because, like, there are a thousand games released every day. And so, like, unless someone's talking about it and championing it and you word of mouth or whatever it is, like, you, it's hard to find games. Yeah. Nintendo will not have that problem. Yeah. Nintendo, like, it will be covered everywhere when they release this. Like, everyone will be interested in trying it out. Yeah, so. well, they have, they have a like, incredibly strong promotional arm. Yes, behind, exactly. I mean, it, even if it's something they want to... Like, my Wii U advertises... 3DS games to me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, my it 3DS, turns itself on and does it. It turns itself on. <laughs> and, I, and I opted in for that, obviously. Yeah. Um, I, we all get we get that like that press release every single week. These are the games on the eShop and stuff like that. And I think just extending one section of that to iOS devices or mobile devices mm-hmm. in general, it's going to make discoverability incredibly easy. Yep. Like it, they won't be going, they won't deal with the problem an indie developer has to deal with of like, how do we get this game out there? Um, that being said, I feel like this is it, it's a very temporary solution to a to a permanent problem, um, and I don't think that mobile. I think that short term mobile, they're going to make a ton of money, right? But I think that long term, like if you like long term, like seven generation amendment, long term in mm-hmm. terms of just like this is the impact that this will have on people, the Nintendo culture, the people who play video games in general. I don't know if we've really yet to see the proof that someone who picks up a mobile device and plays a game for the first time then becomes a, a hardcore Nintendo or Advocate Xbox or, or, or sure, PlayStation. Sure. Yeah. For, you no, know, I don't fair. know if, we, if we've actually, I think it's it's all a little too young to see that. I, th- I mean, you mean as you, an entry system to, sure. to graduate yeah. to a home console yeah. or something. So like, yeah. I mean, like yeah, your, we don't know now your children are pair. I was, I was, I was bring you up because I think you're it's like, first of all, you have the wisdom and guidance of being in this industry long enough. Secondly, you have children and they're oh, well, weird. That's yeah. yeah. Okay. And you're a cool so, dad and you're a cool oh, dad. I see. Yeah. 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 Um, don't tell them that. No, don't anyway, them that. God. Uh, like they're they're a little different in that you've you know you've brought 3ds's home and 2ds's home and ds's and they've kind of been around that culture yep. the entire time. But I think a lot of people might have like a PS4 at home or a PC uh-huh. or a Ma- uh, no, or nothing at all, and their kids start gaming playing Minecraft. Flappy Bird and Mi- Minecraft and Angry Birds and stuff like that. I don't know if we've yet to see that those children are going to grow up and be like, I want a controller with a bunch of buttons now. I don't I don't know if but that's this, the case. Uh, it, it's I remember them talking about the the three pillar strategy way back in the day when the DS came out, and it's funny because like you know that mentality like this doesn't need to be an entry point to their dedicated systems. I think it can exist as a separate arm of the company. Like I don't think I didn't get the impression, and I don't. I believe he said that it wouldn't be the case that these would be like ports from 3DS. That no, are yeah, they will yeah. not. Like they'll be their own. Yeah, yeah, so they'll be their own separate games with their own identity, and I think it could honestly just become a separate arm where there's the Nintendo Nintendo mobile games that exist in the front. Just like there's like you know Phantom Hourglass, right? Is a Zelda game that only exists on DS, and it doesn't need to lead you to buy Zelda on Wii U. It's a completely separate thing, you know. It's yeah. Yeah, but aren't you worried that people are going to say, why should I buy Wii U? I already have Zelda on my phone. Why should I buy a 3DS? Because the experiences will be different. Like, I see it more as an extension. Like, if you remember the days of the Wii, right? The Wii, to me, is honestly the closest a home console device has ever gotten to 
mobile mm-hmm. in a way in the the way the games were they were so mainstream friendly think of Wii Fit where the only limitation to Wii Fit conquering the world was that you had to buy a piece of hardware and put it in your house actually two you had to have the scale too well, and it right? did conquer the, like it, that Wii Fit it sold did, super well for it them. did really really well but what yeah. Nintendo learned was that that was not repeatable you put right. a better version of Wii Fit because on Apple the Wii U you put it on Wii U and it will not work and suddenly you have all the wearables exploding and some of them struggle too, right? But that market changed a lot too, to be fair. Like when Wii Fit first showed up, there wasn't really a big wearable sector. You didn't have things like Fitbits. There wasn't a huge mobile gaming sector either. But you're right. It evolved though. It evolved, Jose, but it couldn't evolve for Nintendo because Nintendo was still tethered to the device. Nobody's going to go jogging with a big fat 3DS or even the little, you know, Hello Pikachu thing. And I agree with your point 100%. They spent time porting that game over to Wii U and to my knowledge, I think it bombed. Like no one is it, why, but this well. this frees you from it, and I'm yep. holding up an iPhone, right? It frees you from those limitations where you don't necessarily need to sell those people who are like the, who like those mainstream or fitness uh, experiences. You don't need to send them, sell them another device because they already have a device in your pocket. Yeah, and that's no where to entry, it's and that's where I think access. the brand extension will work. Now, yeah, yeah. with something like Animal Crossing, I think an upsell could work if you have a a smart little Animal Crossing based game that is maybe viral in that you street pass with others on your on your iPhone your Android device and then you constantly get the remi- reminder there is a whole village on your console you just need the Wii U sure. I think yeah. that could work or if some of that stuff transfers to your full console game but through whatever <laughs> Nintendo Unified profile there is but wait you were going to make a bigger isn't that just like it. companion apps though I mean people I don't know that for years. that's yeah. a good question well, no, like, one of the things I wanted to say was that like I mean, if, if we take a look at Playstation like look at the like the actual games division at Sony like they're crushing it, right? They're selling consoles like crazy. Yep. They're getting indies support. They're getting third party support. They're they're working on first party games. Why are they? I mean, they've barely dabbled in the mobile space outside of like a few like an Uncharted Hardware. Match Three puzzle game or. They're, they're, I mean, they're the Xperia, and you know, Sony obviously has a stake in the in the mobile phone business and has failed on on that front. No, I think I think it's legitimately because they were able to coordinate with third parties and they were able, able to create a robust gaming platform within oh, their own space. The Whereas PS4. Nintendo's no, failed no, no, to do for that. Sure. Yeah, yeah. Nintendo's failed to do that since the the N sixty four. Pretty much, aside from a, a few well, the exceptions, Wii, the Wii did really well yeah. with third parties. Oh, with third parties, I'm well. well a lot of third yeah. parties were falling over yeah. themselves to make games for Wii. But sure, it was only because the install base was right. that big, exactly. and it's no because one, they hadn't learned they could make yeah. shovelware for iPhones yet. No, and there were there were successes. There was, well, there was a lot shovelware of shovelware on Wii too. Yeah, yeah, yes. there was yes. a ton of it. So I mean, I I just I don't know if this is exactly what like I I, I worry that someone's going to look that there's a, a Kirby game for a dollar. On their on their phone, and there's a Kirby game for forty dollars on their 3ds, mm. and but they're the, going to go why? The thing is, like, the I think right now, like 3ds is doing pretty well, but I also think there are plenty of people who just play games on their phone and aren't buying a 3ds anyway. So yeah. like all, those people probably, <laughs> if they're going to say, oh, I'd rather buy the one dollar Kirby game, right now they're saying, oh, I'd rather buy the one dollar Angry Birds game or whatever it is. Like yeah. they're not customers who are going to go after a dedicated piece of hardware anyway. So I don't think that's necessarily going to hurt that. Like 3ds is a niche product; it is, it's doing pretty well. Sure, yeah. but I mean, Vita is obviously you know in. I, in different dire straits. But I, I do think that, like, I think you get to a point where you can have customers who are mobile customers now that are giving money to mobile developers and Nintendo can get some of their money. And I don't think that necessarily impacts the the existing Wii and 3DS audience. Yeah, I don't yeah, think so either. Well, and especially if they find a way to differentiate enough where someone looks at it and doesn't just say, well, this is Zelda and this is Zelda and they make this some sort of strange distinction that they're the same. I think yeah. if Zelda is on a smartphone, it is whatever it is. But Zelda on a console will always be a big tentpole-like yeah. event for yeah. you know yeah. this industry. I and hope. You can I insert hope. almost... A 
bunch of Nintendo franchises, and I feel that that'll apply. It's just a matter of how smart will they go about making those distinctions for people. Yeah. And especially, I can see where you're coming from with this, too, only because these days, the messaging is all over the place, right? Mm-hmm. Like, we constantly complain in this on this show just how difficult sometimes it is for them to sort of help people understand the difference between certain things. Even the process to buy DK and Mario uh, tipping stars is just something that doesn't make sense, mm-hmm. you know? But this was all on their platform. Maybe those are things of the past. I do want to ask this one question to you guys, though. Would big success on mobile, let's say first games roll out, they do really, really well. They make Nintendo makes a boatload of money, and they're pricing which, which they works will. on mobile. That's yeah, the big open question. Yeah. Which, which, which they were. I do want to clarify that I'm not being skeptical at the buckets of profits they're going to make <laughs> yeah, on this because they, they will. Yeah, I'm, I'm more thinking. I, all I keep hearing is now, now, now. They'll make money now. That's how people play games now. But what about? Okay, mm. this is a 125 year old company. But to me, show. the elephant in the room, to a degree, is that that's a great iOS game, by the way. Uh, yeah. Elephant in the room. Elephant. It's really hard to get that elephant in there. You got to keep putting. Money yeah. in there. All right, all right, all right. Bring, bring it in. Bring it in. Uh, the dedicated gaming handheld has been in dire straits yeah. for what feels like the past four to five years, ever since the smart device really took off. Yep. Does success on mobile give Nintendo a graceful exit from that market to focus more on a home console? Yeah. That's I'm, to me a big question in the background. You know, or, or the crossover device. I mean, we've, right. we've yeah. said I'm um, still not we've said a few times that we will get to a point where your console is going to be small enough to be portable, right? Like somebody's yeah. going to make that device. The Wii U was half there. You have a something that should be portable, but you can't. T- it's still tethered to. I a mean, machine. even on a plane, if there's a power outlet, you don't need a TV, right? You can bring your if you really want yeah, to. You can true. bring your Wii U, plug it in, and just play a game in the outlet. Yeah. And I, I think I do think obviously it would be a shame because like when we're playing games on mobile, and by the way. There are people who say they're only crappy games on mobile. Absolutely not true. Not There's true. some yeah. fantastic games that have stolen hundreds of hours of my time on mobile. Um, but they're different. Like, mm-hmm. I, you cannot play certain games on mobile with the touchscreen that you have buttons for on these devices. I think it'd be a shame if this experience went away completely. You know, like the games we're getting on devices that have buttons, like on the Vita and, and the 3DS. Mm-hmm. That said, though, I do think it's going to be the hybrid device, like a device powerful enough that you can plug it into your I TV. I think that's yeah. inevitable, but we've gotten into so many debates over yep. that, I kind of want to avoid it to a degree. That's fine. Sure. I'm going to stay <laughs> yeah. away from it, but yeah. and it might not be the next generation. But, by the way, there's one more be. piece we're missing, yeah. and the other piece is what? the Nintendo ecosystem, whatever this great club Nintendo, whatever it is, <laughs> is going to become, includes PC. Yeah, PC yeah. is part of that ecosystem, and when you look at games like Tipping Stars, yeah. um, those are web framework games. They can yeah. run on all devices right now. They just have to flip a switch, and it yeah. could be the same game on all these different That's devices. And, and we and, support Unity as it is, also. So yeah, and like I know that. that can... And I know they've said the, the quote is, "We will not port like games." I think what he's saying is like, "We're not going to put, you know, Skyward Sword or like Mario or Brothers Two console. on there. Yeah. We're not going to, you know, all those people who are." are emulating games they're not going to get them now officially from right. Nintendo but I think they are going to take experiences like that and make them multiplayer. well and look at even Nintendo taking their core brands taking 30 you know in some cases 30 year old games in NES Remix and designing really different or quirky yep. mini game based challenges yep. in something like NES Remix you apply that philosophy to a smartphone to a smartphone device forget yep. ports you're doing something still really cool there and yeah. it could be fun for people it's also like I mean to answer your question about exiting the handheld market. Yeah. I mean, like, 
there is not an impossible future where I guess if they were so successful on mobile and if 3DS sales tapered off, I can see them maybe considering replacing it with the mobile market. Mm-hmm. But I don't think that precludes the use of buttons and stuff because honestly, like if anyone's going to make the phone peripheral the that shell. is a controller, yeah. the shell, it would be Nintendo. Yeah, so like, actually, I can I'm, see them. I'm glad you bring that up because I wanted to talk about that real quick. I, I've dabbled in those here and there. Mm-hmm. And I'm yeah. sure you have too because yeah. it's just like, you know, we're, I, I I'm love... I'm fascinated by them. Me too. I really am too. And I, I feel like the thing that precludes me from really enjoying them is not necessarily the ergonomics or the tangibility of actually having one or attaching it or detaching or how clunky it becomes yeah. when you have yeah. this you turn like, your phone into an Atari Lynx. Yeah, yeah. And, and it, it really same, yeah. yeah. It creates the same problem of suddenly having to carry an extra whoops, an extra yeah. big thing in, instead of just your my phone. my issue with it is the games. Yeah. It's always that the games don't keep me there. Yeah, now, there's no game worth going through the trouble of doing that. Yeah, there's, yeah, it's just really not. Like, to put that... Like, I would put that on there for a 40-hour Zelda game. I wouldn't put that on there for, like, platform panic. Please don't make a 40-hour <laughs> Zelda game that uses a peripheral. Please, oh, God, <laughs> yeah. don't do it, please. So, but I, I did want to <laughs> add that, you know, when dedicated handhelds do die, and they will, and that'll... I will legitimately cry that day because I've been playing them since they... Since they came, since since I started, since the Game Boy, since I started, are you tearing up right now? I'm crying right now because I've I've rekindled my sort of love (laughs) with the 3DS recently. And we've all, we were talking about this before about how the 3DS made me go back and play a bunch of games new like 3DS. Star Fox, yeah. new 3DS. Yeah. And when we yeah. first heard about the new 3DS on the show, I felt like it was a, a tiny step, um, and I spent more time with it. And I was like, you know, this really is one of the best handhelds they've ever made, and yeah. I love it. And the reason I really it's love good. it is because it is a dedicated handheld. Now there are apps on it like Netflix and Hulu, but I don't mess with those because yeah. why bother? <clears throat> um, whereas when I'm on my PS4, I'm playing a game, and there's like a notification, or I'm like, oh, I back out to the home menu, I could go on an Amazon Prime and watch movies all night long. Or I can go to yeah. Netflix. On my 3DS, I play video games and then I close it. And that's it. It is my dedicated video game platform. So I worry that putting that stuff on on iOS where I do everything, where I check my work email, where I get texts and phone calls and everything else is going to distract me from just the core experience of playing a game. I really do worry about that. I feel like we're distracted enough as a species these days that having a place where we can play video games in, in, in one dedicated area is nice. And if that goes away, I'm going to be sad. I mean, you could, yeah. It, it's kind of interesting. Like, we're so far deep into, like, the the far future that at the yeah. point where that would literally replace. Like, I think the early games are going to be pretty simple. You're going to yeah. see, like, a real deal baseball type of, you know, I don't think you're going to see, like, yeah, or like exactly like Mario versus Donkey Kong. Like I think that's more the direction I would expect these to start out in, rather yeah. than yeah, like touchscreen based Kirby games, yeah, that exactly, kind of stuff. Exactly. We've seen a couple of those. Like, oh, Yoshi, right? Kers- Kirby Massive Attack or whatever it's called. Like, that Attack, type of yeah. thing I can see working fun. on mobile. Like those are the kinds of games I'm I'm thinking. Like I don't think you're going to get anything even as robust as like the DS Zelda games or anything for like right. no. years. Well, and I don't. I, I, part happened. of me doesn't think that creators like Anuma and Miyamoto are even going to make smartphone games. Yeah, no, I'm, I don't think so either. I believe the best designers are still going to work. On and whatever the new system is, and yeah, that's it. And that's the that's the ultimate question here. Like, if if all it becomes is, hey DNA, you're just like you know the guys who made Puzzle and Dragon. We're going to partner with you. You're going to put our characters in your game concept. Then it might not be as big in the but end. That's and not it what might doing. more, yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. And but it has to be much more of a collaboration if they take this serious as a third, uh, like, like a real revenue stream. Because otherwise, it's just something to appease the shareholders. Well, this saying, is, yeah. we hear you guys. Yeah. The new 3DS just came out. It did 
pretty well, but not well enough for it to be, you know, a yeah. main pillar for our business. So we're going to do also do well, more. And that's what surprised yeah. me when they talked to Time because I didn't realize at first Nintendo is designing these games. Yeah. DNA is not DNA is not yeah, responsible this, this for, is, yeah, for making the those publisher, games. I guess, essentially. They're, to some degree, they're they publisher develop, and co -developer back -end. Yeah, yeah. Probably co-develop, but they are very much back-end behind the scenes. Service. It's all this Nintendo isn't, is making This isn't Hyrule Warriors. You know, this yeah. isn't like you can borrow Link for a couple of yeah, nights. Yeah, and then Alnuma's nervously you know? watching. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> this this is like this is their new strategy. Yeah. So, so and that's we we will see how that shakes out, right? Yeah. There is the risk that if Nintendo makes these games in house, we're gonna get fewer games for 3DS and Wii U, right? Yeah. And we've that's seen why. we've seen how Nintendo spread thin between two devices how that ends up Thank for one so side of the platform right yeah. now by the way 3ds i can't keep up with all the Me games too. there's so no, many good all. games out yeah, now right? it's crazy yeah. but and there's know. still like xenoblade coming and there's like so many things that are yeah. in the pipe yeah. so that's oh, yeah. the uh that that's in the, the pipe big is question. another great ios game in the pipe, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah it's really hard to get the elephant in there all right. the, yeah. <laughs> so uh so let's transition over then to some nx talk which you know we all know We've talked. It's been talked about to death why this came up specifically at this announcement. Yeah. It had to. Yeah. Nintendo had to not give anyone who is either a current platform holder or someone who cares about that company or a shareholder especially reason to get cold feet that Nintendo's <laughs> like we're done with hardware, moving on. No, that was that's Konami's job. <laughs> yeah, or or Sega tried it. Yeah, it, it didn't yeah. really pan out very well for them. Um, so he just only drop name drops a code name. Says it is a and it's uh, a code name that sounds like fans made it up. I know. Yeah, yeah, like, totally. It's like, oh, it's yeah. like the fusion wasn't yeah. good enough yeah. for you. That Nintendo was Nintendo yeah. and it's, it's no Project Cafe. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, I remember that one. Um, but he called it a dedicated gaming pla platform. Excuse me, with a brand new concept. Will not say anything else. They won't be talking about it till 2016. The only other quote about it. <laughs> Uh, which I don't think is a great quote, but I'm going to read it anyway. If you only expand upon existing hardware, it's dull, he told uh, the Nikkei, Japanese business uh, newspaper. In some shape or form, we're always thinking about how we want to surprise players, as well as our desire to change each person's video gaming life. Yep. So we don't know anything about this system. But that mm -hmm. said, like, what what is sort of in the back of your mind? Like, what are the the? I think last week we tried to talk a little bit about what are the lessons they need to learn from Wii U, even sure to apply towards NX. No, I, I, I get your online act together. Like, yeah. I want to put that one out to start. It's true. It's it's always good when uh, when Nintendo doesn't just make marginal improvements on things and release them oh. annually. That's very... <laughs> I, I could see how that their strategy of the last 20 years would be considered dull. Mm. Um, wow. No, that's what they do. This is what they do. And I buy every yeah. one. That's the reason I know that. No, on the, <laughs> if on they're the, like, here's Super Mario with a hat, I buy it. I on don't care. On the handheld front, obviously the 3DS, the DS family hasn't evolved much, right? Yeah. Except for doorstop 2DS, like shedding, you know, the <laughs> shedding the 3D and stuff. But like the they wedge. have been, they have been kind of like steps up, like gradually improving things. And I love, I love the new 3DS. I think it's really good. Yeah, I love it. But on the console front, yeah. they've done very different things, yeah. right? Like after the N64, each console has been very different, right? Yeah. Like they started out doing basically what what Sony was doing, but you know when you get to Wii, they tried something completely new, and they basically they they made a budget machine, right? Mm -hmm. Like that was a budget console, very risky gamble that ultimately paid off. Yeah. Yeah. So that's why I'm 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 a little worried for my sake that the next machine is going to be a budget machine that is the handheld that you plug into your TV. See, I don't know, man, because I think to some degree, uh, mm -hmm. Wii U 
had the intent of being the budget machine, and it didn't really work out for them. Didn't though. That's expensive. Yeah, but it's it was, it was what three fifty for technically. Yeah. Let, let's be fair. It, in technical specification, it was behind what everyone else was going to put out the following year. It was like they just caught up to that three sixty PS three sort of sort of. It uh, was their stopgap. <sighs> I, I mean, I, no, I have no they doubt. To, no, that's fair. That's I have no doubt that what, what that statement means is don't expect the next Nintendo console to be this thing that is backwards compatible and uses all the Wii controllers know. again. I think, I think mm. they're going to try I something think new. Whatever the next framework is might just absorb Wii U into it. You think so? Yeah, See, what I, I think what so. I got from that quote was he was re- not referring to necessarily to Nintendo hardware, but to existing hardware. And we're not just going to so? try and ape PS4 and Xbox One. I see. That yeah, could be too. I honestly think that backwards compatibility is going to be a non issue. Some yeah. point, like at physical backwards compatibility, Nintendo has. I mean, I that's that's a thing that exists, but they're also experimenting with putting GameCube games out or Wii games. Mm-hmm. You know, like yeah. they're they're experimenting with. Uh, they've had the Virtual Console for years. Like they have this um, tremendous back catalog of stuff, and there's a way to deliver that content to people without having a physical disc to still hold on to. Yeah, it would be insane to expect like. I guess it would be cool if I could have, you know, gotten a Wii game in whatever 2008 and, and expect it to still work in 2017. Yeah. Like, I mean, like, I don't think they owe that to anybody. Like, I don't think anyone should expect a game they bought a decade ago to, you know, still that that work physical kind of disc machine. to still work. But, yeah. But, so, uh, like, I don't think they. Need well, look at that. look at PlayStation now. Look at cloud-based stuff. Right. Look exactly. At, you know, there's there's ways to, yeah. to there's ways to pull back on that legacy in that library. But Iwata yeah. and uh, Miyamoto, to some extent, have talked about how the architecture for each machine seems to leave the last one in the dust yeah. to a certain yeah. degree, and the, they do sort of they kind of hinted at that they just wish some of that could be absorbed a little more gracefully that it ends up being, right? But I agree, I think, I agree I think, with that, yeah. And I think your point makes sense because, like, there you can play, you know, Mario Galaxy on virtual console now. Like, I mean, I think there's, like, it, it, it's been absorbed into the digital space, right? Like, I think, like, the the way you can still play those games, like, there's an easy delivery system for it. So yeah. I think, like, if NX... I mean, I think the, the Nintendo Wii U will largely be remembered as the stopgap console that Nintendo used to learn how to make HT games. Like, <laughs> Maybe. Yeah, and, maybe. and you know, and because that, of that, that sounds I mean, harsh, but I know it does what you sound mean. Harsh, yeah. But because of that, we've gotten some incredible titles out of it. Yep. Yeah. I, I, I will, really I will look back at the Wii U probably more fondly than I mean, in the same way people look back at the, like the Dreamcast <coughs> now. Yeah. Uh, it'll be one of those consoles that was like criminally ignored, but justifiably ignored because of certain decisions. But was still home to some of the best games ever made. Yeah, and no, like I never, you know. I never regretted owning a Dreamcast either. No, never. You know, and like, no. honestly, I feel the same way about the Genesis, although I was was a Super Nintendo fan. Um, and, you know, I'm happy I have a Wii U, but it is, it does feel like it's kind of like this interim solution. Like, a lot of game concepts are actually similar to 3DS. It's almost like they made a home version of the 3DS, you mm-hmm. know, yeah. like with yeah, the, like Mario the World, two screen set up. Yeah, yeah, World adapting absolutely. Them, yeah. But to me, this does say that E3 has to be the biggest coming out party for Zelda because you need to still send home the message that this system is on sale for at least another year and a half to two years. And if Zelda is not part of this year's delivery, oh, man, I don't know. So did Nintendo say any of this on a Nintendo Direct at all? Did they reference the NX at all on no, Nintendo no, Direct, no. right? Only so at this, this is, And that's why I feel like they're telling that story to shareholders. They know, yeah. of course, the Internet, like, it spreads really oh, fast definitely. and people yeah. will hear about the story. But I think in their mind they're saying this is not our consumer messaging. Yeah. And the consumer messaging is going to be, hey, Wii U all the way. We're going to still support this thing in a big yeah. way, 3DS, new 
the 3DS yeah. all the way. So um, I do think like you you're not going to hear a word about the the NX at E3. And there's still <laughs> a lot of stuff coming in the next couple of months. You've got Mario Kart 8 DLC. You have Smash Brothers, Mewtwo, and whatever the rest of that DLC is going to be is we're going to be hearing about it really soon. I, I mean, guaranteed. You got Splatoon coming in May. You've got E3 where they still have to talk about Star Fox, Zelda. Whatever those other two tech demos were, both Project Giant Robot and uh, what was the other one? The one with uh, sort of surveillance. I forget. Yeah. But it was the other Miyamoto game. They still have to talk about Yoshi's Woolly World. They still have to talk about 3DS and Fire Emblem. If and or, Metroid. Yeah, or the next Fire Emblem, <laughs> Metroid. F-Zero. There's F-Zero. still plenty yeah. to say. So it, it's not like this completely should pump the brakes on anyone Earthbound. who's... Star Fox. Who's t- Scar Fox. On Wii U is all I'm saying. There's Mark still a Ryder. lot on the way. Yeah. <laughs> come back, come back, come on. You can Urban Champion 3D2. Yeah. Oh, this time it's personal. All right, it sounds like we need a break. And when we come back, we're going to read some feedback that we got from last week's episode. Some of you answered question of the week, so don't go anywhere. Altano, Pear Schneider, and special guest Andrew Goldfarb. Brat, brat. Yeah. So, so uh, are <laughs> you here to that. talk on behalf of Gearbox? You <laughs> that want to tell us free. Any, any no, scoops? God. no. You got anything? Um, <laughs> the views and opinions expressed by Andrew Goldfarb on the show represent Gearbox. No, way? no, they do not. Okay, um, just want to be sure. If you have a PS4, or Xbox One, you can get the Handsome Collection. <laughs> <laughs> okay, plug made. <laughs> nice so, job wearing a GameScoop T-shirt to NBC. I, I, by the I know, way. right? Yeah. Yeah, I came in wearing a GameScoop T-shirt and with my IGN backpack. I was like, oh, I feel like Aww. the biggest super fan walking into the building. Welcome back. You walked in the building the first time though right that's true exactly there we go all right so last week uh on the show we had mitch dyer and uh francisco over from mobile um and francisco asked question of the week he said what do you want the nx killer app game to be Mm -hmm. like if you can say right now what it is what do you want and so we asked people that question asked them to write in should i read those responses if you guys need some time by the way zelda is off the table only because we get zelda this year Okay. Potentially. Oh, that was my my answer. When yeah. do we get yeah. NX? My answer is yeah. Zelda to that question, but and, yeah. uh, we and talked Carfox. about it. You probably don't see NX until 2017. Oh my god, I yeah. I was amazed they even said there would be details next year. Like yeah. I'm actually, I would be, Same. I would be kind of surprised to even see it in 2017. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I okay. mean, maybe you literally see it, but I, I don't think it would release. Maybe I don't know. Anything, yeah, no, but for sure. That just sure. that feels so soon. I don't know. All right, I, but I don't know how long they've been <laughs> tinkering. <laughs> So the first email comes from James in Oregon. He says, I think the next launch game will be the next fully-fledged 3D Mario game. Miyamoto has hinted a new one is being developed for a new console Too long. back in February. Actually, it wasn't Miyamoto. Uh, I think it was the co-directors on Mario, or excuse me, the producer <laughs> and one of the co-directors on Mario said they started the next project, but they couldn't say what platform it was for. Mm. They just kind of kept quiet. Mm. Um, I think, obviously, I agree with him. Like, I think, I think you're not going to see a the next leap in what Mario is until really? this next platform. Yeah, the next big leap. I'm talking like what? Mario 64, like Mario Galaxy level. Maybe you'll see some sort of a sequel to like 3D World or something. Oh, or that maybe makes me you'll sad, see, man. I don't think. I think I, I mean, disagree with that. Want, I, yeah, I, I think. Okay, they're, so they're disagree. Still, Bring it. I on. think there's still probably a couple years left in the life of the Wii U. I, I can totally but see the burn, late game. But do you burn a, a a Mario that tries to take the next creative leap on a console that is on its way out the door? 
Maybe that's I the mean, question I would, for me. I don't know if it's necessarily burning it though, because I think like I don't know. I think like Wii's fortunes have slightly improved. I think it's doing better. I don't think it's doing you know I agree. like yeah. you know flying off the shelves yet. But I think it's um they have a dedicated install base. They've probably been working on this game for a couple years, I would yeah. imagine. Yep. Like I, I can't imagine that EAD is like, oh man, people are saying we should make a Mario game. Like, what if we started that? That's a good <laughs> no, I mean, like, no, they're like they're doing something. But think about so. how many Mario's we saw so close together with New Super Mario Brothers, like New Super Mario Bros. Two, you saw Galaxies back to back, you saw New Super Mario's you New Super Mario Brothers U come up really yeah. quickly. Yeah. Like it just felt like there was this release period of maybe four years where it felt like six or seven Mario games like sure. came out back to back to back to back. And it felt like that series needed a break. And it had it took a break it last year. Yeah. Well there, there yeah. was about two years in the Aside from Mario Maker, really. Uh, yeah. But there was about a two-year sp- stretch in the middle of that where I, for the first time ever, was getting borderline fatigued mm-hmm. and just yeah. being like, man, there's a lot of these games. When Mario U came out, right, like, after having just played a New Super Mario Bros. 2, it was yeah. just like, oh, man. Like, I was just, like, so sick of that formula at that point. And those yeah. are good. They're fine games yeah, on yeah, their yeah. own. But. Yeah, and then uh, Luigi, New Super Luigi came out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Which I really enjoyed. Actually, like, I, I ended up it's really hard. I see it, it is very yeah. hard. I see an impatient pair look. So you disagree. Uh-oh. Mario comes No, before. I think my, there, there's a new 3D Mario going to be announced at E3. I feel I, like I it's yeah. the same thing. I agree. It's way yeah. overdue. Okay. Like, as much as I love all the games that have come since Galaxy 2 they're not like Galaxy 2 and honestly they're not like Mario 64 and they're not like Sunshine yeah Yeah. Um, I think we need that next big lead Sunshine was rough I think Sunshine is going to be remade by the way but like I I do I gotta think it's Galaxy 3 or whatever the new concept is for Mario and that's the thing Jose like I agree with your logic if the NX was coming out like this year or next year but the Mm -hmm. thing is think about how long that gap would be if this really is I know like like, I agree that they needed a break but they don't need like a six year break it's more realistic to have a Zelda gap like that's clear that again it doesn't mean that Mario is completely gone from any Nintendo platform but more that that next leap for whatever the platformer needs to be wouldn't be until the next but but see here's where I feel like the Wii U it sounds like NX is a completely new concept and that's where I feel like Wii U is still very much like like a machine that plays a game like Galaxy or Mario 64 sure. right yeah. like there yeah. could be some application for the screen that might not have to be whereas like we don't know what this new device is going to be yeah. it might be very very different the way Wii was yeah yeah, yeah. But, but look at like uh, I mean to me it's more the smaller game like Mario Maker I don't know how big that game is but to me that is not the next leap for Mario. That is sort of an experiment w- yeah. in the Mario series. Yeah. And yeah. that's where I want to be clear. Mm-hmm. Uh, all right. By the way, that that uh, response came from a uh, username Boy Meets Zelda, not James. James says, oh. also agreed with him that it would be a Mario game that encompasses the free camera perspective of Super Mario 64 and uh, that would have areas that unlock, blah, blah, blah. He, he wants something that's sort of Diddy Kong Racing meets Mario 64 in terms of open world <laughs> exploration. That would be the killer launch title for him. That's James in Oregon. Uh, next one. Maybe the NX is a virtual reality headset. You know, in all seriousness, so the I game is Hotel that? Mario. Oh, it's that, that, a, a, a slightly sexy take on Mario. VR feels like a lot of people are experimenting with VR. I can see Nintendo experimenting with VR somewhere. Some somebody Someday. somewhere is thinking about I think, it. Yeah, I, I would hate it. But I think it's a direct opposite of, of their approach to gaming. Like yeah, they, they I want, think that's a fair point. They too, want yeah. they want people. They want friends and family want the to living get together. I, room. Room. I don't I, think it's going to be VR. The second I like um, I like I don't the second I have to play a, like a Mario Party game with a helmet on without anybody else in the room is <laughs> right. the second I stop playing those games. And that's what I mean. Like I don't I don't actually think that's what the system would be. I'm just saying I would be amazed if there isn't some engineer somewhere within Nintendo someday who read an article about sure. VR and didn't want to at least tinker with it somewhere. I can't imagine like. 
nobody in that company being interested, at least. I think they're interested, but I I think after also the virtual boy, you know, like the whole concept of not having this (laughs) kind of open field of vision, I think they're like, no, it's a non-starter. Yeah, Yeah, I agree. So a username, Callum Hunter, wrote in that he wants a massive Amiibo-based open-world RPG. I think Amiibo makes it to the next platform, by the way. It's unless Amiibo all of a sudden out of nowhere, the market becomes saturated in a year and a half. Yeah, man. Like that is absolutely going to be part of the next platform. I hadn't even considered Amiibo on mobile. I think that's now. for oh, sure. Yeah. We talked about it last week. Yeah, so, that's for sure. So both devices have uh, Francisco. Yeah, yeah they yeah. both have NFC, but right now on uh, Francisco brought up that on iPhone, uh, NFC is locked down only for Apple Pay. It is not open for any developers to use. Whereas on uh, Android, Until now. You, can, yeah. you, can, uh, you can buy your own NFC stickers and program them to do certain things when your iPhone is next to them. Yeah. Oh. Excuse me, when your Android is Android next to them. Phone. I apologize. Yeah. Sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt so that. No, no, that's, that's a good question. But yeah, I do, I I do about agree that um, Amiibo, they're... They have made enough money on Amiibo that they're not going to abandon it. Do you have any Amiibo? Um, I actually only have Toon Link. Psh. I have, and I'm a collector. Like I normally collect Obviously all kinds of crap. Not. Like, like I, no, yeah. the minute Ness comes out, he'll have it in yeah. from Europe, I'm gonna America, buy the European, Japan. The Japan yeah. Did you yeah. back the? the are you really? Earthbound? Did okay, you back the Earthbound vinyl? No, I need to record it, 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 Kickstarter. It I, I saw that they I were need doing. To do it too. I don't have a record player. I saw that one of the stretch goals is for a CD. We are crappy Earthbound fans. No, know, but the vi- the red vinyl looks so awesome. I told, I backed it. Are you gonna Are, are you gonna come oh, to yeah. Camp Fan, fan yeah, Camp Fan Gamer, the Earthbound convention in July? When is that? In uh, July? It's like July eighteenth and nineteenth. I think it is. Where is it? Tucson, Tucson Arizona. Arizona. Oh man, Arizona. it's really cheap. You just come. I don't know. Arizona in July. Yeah. 120 <laughs> degrees. Are you out of your mind? Yeah, what are you, a, a lizard and a scorpion? <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, J- uh, <laughs> email from Jake. He says, Metroid, of course. That's yeah, the killer of NX course. title. I think we hear about Metroid before that. I don't think they save uh, Metroid for NX. I want Metroid that's, on DS. That's <laughs> the killer so NX title? Huh? Like, that's what the he launch? wants? Or that's what he wants. A okay, launch title Metroid game. for Because it won't be a sales console. killer. Yeah. Uh, that's been the problem. Unless yeah. it looks amazing. Sure. Yeah, I mean, we don't know what this thing is, but... Yeah, a lot of people wrote in Mario, just uh, Shmuga9, user Destron, like all of them say Mario made the most sense. Uh, the next generation Mario would make the most sense. I mean, I think there are, there are people who still associate, like, launch with Pac-In, and as soon as they think that, they associate Mario with... I mean, Mario is the Nintendo franchise, right? Like, that is, is, like, the quintessential, like, that's what people associate with new hardware. Hey, there's a new uh-huh. Mario game for mm-hmm. it. Like, So I think it makes perfect sense, and obviously, like... I don't think anyone would disagree that a, an amazing new Mario game would be, both in terms of sales and yeah. everything else, like, I, I think it could help I mean, a lot. His, yeah, historically, um, it's been the killer app. N64, yeah. uh, take your, well, wait. On Wii, but after N64, it. that ended, right? Like, yeah, we yeah, have yeah. Never, we haven't seen a Nintendo launch Not with launch. their staple yeah. franchise at launch. Super right? Nintendo, yeah. Mar- the last yeah. one was yeah. Mario I mean, even even 3DS, it took like three months for Ocarina of Time to even come. Like, it wasn't even yeah. available, like, right at launch. No, yeah, yeah. I mean, I guess the way I'm approaching this question in my head isn't, because, like, yes, obviously, a Mario or a Zelda that was unbelievable would be a killer app. That's impossible mm-hmm. to argue against. But I, I would hope, like, I'm trying to think of franchises that you could take a new approach with. Because, like, think about what Galaxy did to Mario, right? Sure. It's like, is there a way to do that to Metroid or to Zelda or to Kirby or to, to, yeah, exactly. Like, I think that's like, Nintendo is at their best when they're being weird and when there's a new perspective on something. And so like, for me, it's like, I think whatever this is has to be a completely new take that kind of radically redefines what we think of an existing franchise. And like, 
for me that like I think the one that's the most raw for it, like that's starving the most for it, actually probably would be Metroid because mm-hmm. I think they need to find a new way to like in the way that Prime did, I guess, like find another way to make us rethink what Metroid is. Yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. All right, Bryant wrote in Good Animal point. Crossing would be his perfect launch day game. Mm-hmm. Uh, I thought that was interesting. I don't think they've ever launched a platform with an Animal nope. Crossing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so that would be especially since the last one did so well. Mm-hmm. Uh, again, just thrown out there. Uh, Taylor wrote in with either Pikmin or Luigi's Mansion. I wonder how long before Nintendo returns to Pikmin because honestly, I don't. It, it pains me so much that Pikmin 3 was the perfect launch game that wasn't at launch. I know. Yeah. It was know. the perfect launch game that was not at launch, especially after what they did to it last June when they did the update for it, that it actually had like touch controls and actual like use of the, the gamepad screen yep. in a really cool way. I've said it on the show before. It is so much a better game because of those controls. It's a great hmm. game. I, I, I worry that Pikmin is over. Yeah. Yeah. No, I agree. I don't know where else there is. It's a trilogy. Yeah. Yeah. It's a trilogy. The epic uh, epic phenomenon. (laughs) No, I mean, it's it's the game is set up for, you know, you can continue this, uh, you know, again and again, again, but it's it. It looks like a ton of work to make those games, and they don't get the return on them. That's a lot of work. Actually, it was a gulp. That was a big gulp. Brian is drinking. NBC sponsored water. It's water. What else you got? Brian's not drinking. There wasn't any surprise (laughs) there. I mean, like Luigi's Mansion, (laughs) it's not big enough to carry a platform launch, but then again, almost every platform launched with a game that wasn't big enough to carry it. It's been a reoccurring problem. Not just Nintendo, by the way. Luigi's Mansion was the last killer app that actually launched with a Nintendo system that was really I guess that's kind of what I'm saying. Wii Sports, it's not like Wii Sports was an existing name, right? Like, I think anything, whether it's Luigi's Mansion or Splatoon or whatever it happens to be, like, if they can make something that, in the way Wii Sports was, proves the value of their concept, like, Mm -hmm. proves why this new system works, like, that's what they need. And that can be tied to anything. It could be a new IP or... Yeah, and to be fair, some people wrote in and said a new IP. There was a bunch of folks who actually did. I didn't put them all down, but we got that as well. If they're making, like, a PS4, Xbox One-style like it is a controller and a screen, which I can sincerely doubt that they would just do a traditional thing. But if they do, this question is way harder to answer because it's like it just has to be a really good new game. Yeah. Like, and and I that's know what's what... that's what's so cool about Nintendo, right? Like we're gonna be sitting here wondering for at least a year what the heck is this N- NX yeah. thing. Whereas like whenever a new PlayStation or Xbox or Steam machine, whatever is announced, yeah. you're like, you know what you're gonna get. Yeah, you're how gonna much be, RAM's gonna be the, in it? Like... It's exciting hardware, <laughs> yeah. but it's more about the power. That's a really good point. Yes, and sure. with Nintendo, you're like, what are they gonna do? Are they gonna reinvent yeah. it? Or you know, when 2DS, when you guys went to the preview event and they announced 2DS and you called us and told us about it, we made you sit in separate rooms and draw it because I thought you were pranking me. Like I made you, I made you prove that you were it both was, talking about the real thing. Nobody believed yeah. us. That's why you don't yeah. send me to an event because I, yeah. I, I came back and they're like, oh, that's a joke, that's yeah, a joke like, guy. Okay, Brian. Well, especially when they asked me on text and I said he's totally lying. Has, yeah. Yeah, Has Nintendo ever brought up the 2DS since launch again or is uh, it like the Game Boy Micro? It's just like No, it's, just, it's sort of like the, the middle girl on Family Matters. <laughs> Where they're just like, there's a family here. We just don't talk about her. Yeah, it, it's come up in a few uh, press releases, but not lately. Like lately, they like to bundle everything together as the 3DS family. Do you remember? Yeah. Do you ever Which watch Happy? Do you ever watch Happy Days? <laughs> no, I'm German. Okay, so Happy Days. There was <laughs> a no character. Such, we don't have a word for happy. In there's a, there was a character on Happy Days named I think it's Chuck Cunningham, and he was the brother. And there's this thing on TV called I think it's like Chuck Cunningham Syndrome, which is basically one episode at the end of I think the first or second season, the brother took a basketball and he walked up the stairs. 
and he was never seen again. <laughs> Didn't that, and was that Scott Bale's character? No, oh, wait, okay. no, you're just, thinking of no, Charles in Charge. Um, no, that he was, on, he was an obvious. That happened on Boy Meets World as well. I think yeah. his sister just like vanishes for like four seasons. So I think like, like one day the 2DS is going to carry the basketball up the stairs <laughs> and never come back. I mean, I think it already did. I thought yeah, it actually yeah. did. I thought I remembered reading that it actually did pretty well it's alongside all, Pokemon. It's, it's like, I think well. it sold fine. Yeah. Yeah. No, yeah, it's like, I don't think it felt like the Game Boy Micro. I don't think was ever quite. Successful, which is very expensive for the yes. device. Yeah. And like, I, love, I love, I still that have a Game Boy Micro. Yeah. I love it. Yeah, I love that little thing. So I have good. the Mother Three one somewhere. Yeah, that's um, awesome. But yeah, I think, um, I think, it, like, I see them say all the time, like, available on 3DS, new 3DS, 3DS XL, 2DS. and 2DS. Yeah, like it yeah. says it on the box and stuff. Yeah. I just yeah. don't yeah. think they like playable on 2DS. Yeah. Yeah. I wonder. Right. I would assume whatever the Amiibo peripheral that comes out will still be compatible with because the same ports. Oh and everything. yeah, no, yeah, so yeah it's using work. IR, I believe, and there's yeah. an IR port on uh, the 2DS. It should be on top of the 2DS. Yeah. Nice. So Brian, you and I went to Nintendo. Now back to oh that, yeah, we can we talk about this. Started at the start of the top of the podcast, that we didn't talk about. <laughs> Brian and I went out to Nintendo of America's HQ to play Splatoon for five hours. Did you get a lot of your Splatoon demo impressions out, out of, off your it's chest last all, week? Yeah, it's all out. It's uh, all out there. Well, I didn't say it on the podcast because the embargo hadn't lifted, uh, so we can talk about it here. Okay. Also talk about we got a tour, a short tour of Nintendo's HQ. Q, right. Took us around, showed us a little bit of the building. Why don't you lead off the? Right. Did they sure. have like, did they cover the doors, make sure you could? Oh, they just look made sure they didn't anything. take us yeah. anywhere super close. Cool. Uh, did you see Audrey? Uh, did you say hi to Audrey? We, we did. did see Audrey. Yeah, Good. around the first leg of the tour. We did. Um, so by. yeah, we tr- uh, be nice to Audrey. We did. We have to be nice to Audrey, <laughs> Jose, because now she's. She's uh, she works for Treehouse, so you have to yeah. be very nice to her because she she writes words that ends up in in the games we play. Yeah, and if that's you don't a watch real out, sentence, I yeah, said. very eloquently. <laughs> she writes words that ends up in the games we play. <laughs> Brian Altano, uh, right? I just yeah. Nintendo turned you into a child. I got hired as a writer. Um, he so was, his, he was glowing. I really was. Like well, a really happy was. Dream, he right? could like, not sleep the night before. Well, oh, I was man. describing <laughs> it. So, so to explain it, uh, Jose and I were given this tremendous opportunity to uh, play Splatoon early, and not only do that because we go to preview events all the time. And Nintendo has an office in San Francisco, and they have another one. Uh, what, like thirty minutes from here? So, uh, yeah, the, the uh, Redwood Shores. They have Redwood their Shores. PR offices located on uh, closer. Right, to San Francisco. but if you were if you grew up in the eighties and nineties, or even the two thousands, and you you had a magazine called Nintendo Power, you probably I remember that it had a, a, a an address in the corner that was Redmond, Washington, and you didn't know anything about that. I was I grew up in New Jersey. I would get a magazine once a month that I would open up, and on the front of it, it would, it would say Nintendo Power, and on the inside, it was like written by uh, editor in chief Gail Tilden and like twenty five other people that had the whole masthead. And I was like, there there's a room full of people in Redmond, Washington, a place that I have no visual identity for whatsoever, that work on this magazine every day, and halfway through. Each, or actually towards the end of each one, there was a card that you could tear out that you could mail in. And once a year, they'd be like, win a trip to Nintendo at Redmond, Washington, get a real tour, and play The Mask for Super Nintendo, or something like that, right? They'd be like, hey, Three Amigos is, is coming out, and there's a Game Boy game, and you can play it there. And I was always just like, I don't care about that game. I want a tour of, of Nintendo. I love that every game is a licensed game. When we it's always, yeah, it was always a licensed game. So I, I sent those cards in every single month, and I never got to go, ever, ever, those were ever. sponsorships. And 100%. Those were 100%. 100%. The third parties paid for yep. the contest. Yep. And now yeah. I'm old and dumb and I know all that and it's uh-huh. sad. Uh, but we got, a, we got a call the other day being like, do you guys want to come to do this? And I was my immediate reaction was, they got the card. I, yeah. <laughs> I finally won the Nintendo Power Aww. Contest. So it was really Did you cool. Bring the card, like, eh. yeah. <laughs> so, so then the card came with a bunch of rules, like you can't take a single photo. No, yeah, so, no photo. No. Not even in the museum part. In the lobby. No. Or 
at the sign out front or on the roof gate. What about the out. store? No, there are nope, no, no photos of the store. There are three specific areas oh, in Nintendo of America's headquarters where you're allowed to photograph so, or film. Yeah. And it is the it is the front area where the sign is, yep. um, the lobby, which even that is extremely specific of what angles you can show or not. And oh there's another person have to be in every shot? Pretty much. Yeah, pretty uh, much. I the get wee it. pictures. I got it. Yeah, I, yeah, got okay. it. I got okay. it. And their and their living roof. So <laughs> because we couldn't film all that, I, I will save you the trouble of explaining that I pitched a bunch of really insane pie in the sky IGN original comedy videos I wanted to do there. And then Some of them the Kembe Matumbo walked out and said, "No, yes, no, everything was not like, nope, happening. nope, not today. This isn't happening today." Uh, at one point, I actually almost, uh, I, I actually tried to figure out if I could bring a grappling hook on the plane. That's a real thing I tried to do. You I wanted tell me that. Yeah, I wanted to do. I wanted to shoot a video where I pretended to break into, into Nintendo of America. To we need to insert the Mission oh, Impossible that. theme right yeah. here. <laughs> <laughs> that got shut down. <laughs> so basically, long story short, uh, we were given a tour of NOA, which begins. Uh, uh, in it in their in their parking lot in this ve- rather unassuming building, right? But it's got this huge, beautiful sign in front of it, right next to Microsoft, right? Yes, yeah. Yeah. it's right across the street from Microsoft, and it's sort of the way. If you are a baseball fan on the East Coast, it's sort of the way the Yankees and the Mets a couple years ago tore down their stadiums and built brand new. Am I boring you? No, I'm just clearing. I, I just <laughs> was thinking about clearing out my street pass cube. I'm listening. Oh, you just open up your three ds What just happened? <laughs> I promise, I'm listening. Oh, good night, everyone. Thanks for watching. Um, oh, system update. So. So the Yankees and the Mets a few years ago tore down their stadiums and built the new stadiums in, in their in their parking lots of the old stadiums. I hate you guys. Uh, Nintendo did the same thing. So the old like basketball court size building that they had it was in a warehouse where they built like the Donkey Kong and Radar Scope arcade cabinets back in the eighties. You know uh, that doesn't exist anymore. That's actually gone. So in its place is this brand new building that's like crazy eco. And now you're getting a phone call. Forget it. Go, go. It's not me. This is the worst. Keep going. This is the worst. We're listening. No, no one's listening to me. We're Street passing. Okay. Well, if you're listening at home, imagine what? that it was very how can wonderful. You take that tone, like he's like eight years old right now. Like what that's was how that? he treats me. He yeah. treats me like I'm his son. Okay, but it was a cool tour. It started in the lobby area. They we weren't allowed to take a lot of photos, so we actually I know you took maybe one or two. I know I did. Yeah. But they took us through. The building is separated in a really cool way, where there's sort of a Mario wing. There's a, a Mario wing. Yeah. A Donkey Kong, Donkey wing? Kong, and Yoshi, and they're and all co- they're all color coordinated. Yeah, and they basically have the building split in four in a way that you can know where you are based on the color of the, yeah. the, the, the whole building. Is actually it's actually very it's gigantic and it's also very super uh, efficient, very, super like very eco friendly. Yeah, eco friendly. Like they have lighting that automatically like gets brighter if it's dark out or dims if it's really bright. See, in the lots. I was there like twenty years ago, so they had like burning oil drums. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Now Next, that was a Donkey Kong reference. Yeah, you were at the old building <laughs> before they moved to this new facility That's I right. think they said 2010 yeah so everything all the floors are bamboo and everything so they take you through this area called Cafe Mario which was this gigantic cafeteria and on the walls are painted all the like all the food that Mario throws in Mario 2 like the turnips and the cherries and oh really like that. and right oh, next to there awesome. is a museum section where they have all of their coin op machines so it starts with Radar Scope the next one's Donkey Kong oh, man. the next one's Mario and Luigi yeah. oh, excuse me Mario Brothers why yeah. would they oh, not guys. let you photograph that that's punch out that's these the weird like, part museum yeah. quality pieces I did talk to Man, someone they uh, are at one point in the event. Yeah. The only thing that isn't in perfect shape, someone told me, was um, that uh, in the interior, some of the guts were replaced, so yeah. it's a bit more modern. Like, the screen isn't a CRT. Okay, it might so be they did the flat something. screen. Yeah. Yeah, 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 they did some some updates to it, but the exteriors are mad. absolutely <laughs> gorgeous. Yeah. Like, and they're so this, cool. 
So then they bring you around the corner, and there's this amazing, like, circular center area where there's this giant gold Mario statue, and then these trophy cases of all the all the trophies they won over the years, like yep. for for writing, for production, for you know everything from like the Spike Awards to I think there was even like an Academy Award in there for some. Yeah, there was an Emmy, and I don't know what they got. Well, yeah, it was like, and I was just like, what? I think it was a Legend of Zelda cartoon. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> nice. Best dialogue. Right. Um, and uh, next to that is this really cool, like, I don't know if you've seen, if you're an IGN fan and you've seen the visual histories we've done, which basically we take a character like Donkey Kong and we show you what he looks like throughout the years. They have an entire wall of that. So mm-hmm. it, it, there's there's Samus, there's Link, there's Donkey Kong, there's all this kind of stuff like that. And then um, next to that is a real working Mario Kart that this company west coast customs built for them yeah it's the b mario car that's awesome and it says please do not drive because apparently you could just get into it and (laughs) drive away because it's a real working car those are the the west coast customs and they told us a story how west coast customs made them another cart as a giveaway but then they ended up you know the person won and then i think the company bought it back or something like that they said an interesting story about that by the way mystery of the emmy solved they won an emmy in 2008 for Wii and DS, uh, excellence in engineering creativity. Yep. I love that you found it, that the first result was an IGN article. Yeah, it was an IGN article. You guys killing it on ME yeah. SEO. Mm-hmm. That was so it. So yeah, they also have, um, they have this huge case of like statues, which one of the things I noticed in there was, you know, there's there's like Luigi from Luigi's Mansion, there's Samus, like really awesome statues you can't, you can't go by. But in there was also uh, Banjo and Kazooie. Which is really cool to see that they're oh, just yeah. hanging oh, I didn't out even with all that. Awesome. Really? Yeah, that that's was really in there? cool. They're just hanging out with all the Nintendo characters. Right across from there is uh, a corporate store, which is basically a Nintendo World store. They felt bad for the employees who worked there that the World store was in New York. It was literally this, you could not get further from 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 this yeah, place. It's almost four thousand miles. So they away. they built them their own store inside the building that cool. people work at, but barely anyone shops at. And it's not open to the public. It's not open to the public. Yeah, yeah, you have to be you have to be friends or family of of, of Nintendo to get in there, which we were for. For the uh, guy, you were friends. Full for the disclosure: day. we yeah. bought some stuff there. We paid for it ourselves. Yep, just putting right. that out there yeah. for folks as well. Uh, we were like do, kids in the I'll candy store. Brian had buckets. Yeah. of stuff. <laughs> they had a healthy that's supply amazing. of amiibo there. Um, Do they have all of them? Well, in the store no, specific? they only had no, a yeah. couple from the current wave that's out. So, like, if you were looking for like a pet or a little Mac, I was actually trying to keep an eye out for a little Mac for someone I knew. Couldn't yep. find it. There. It was also, also just uh, yeah. backing up. I find I love the idea of Microsoft like sneaking over from across the street and putting Banjo Kazooie in that. Like, like when people replace like school mascots. Yeah. No, totally. A prank war. And there was also a in now. There's a wall of games that looks like a GameStop back there. You can go in there and buy any Nintendo game, but I notice off to the left, there's this other sort of tunnel that goes So you back. asked about that? There was a, a full library back yeah, there. Yeah, and that like. was like pretty much any game that was ever been available on Nintendo consoles. So you can I, buy it or you can I, rent I, it? I, either, I don't know if it's a library system or whatever okay. it is, but if you were like, hey, I really want to play Donkey Kong 94, like you, you could, could probably, you could probably pull out there. a copy of that. That's pretty wow. awesome, yeah. Which is really yeah. cool. That's a nice crazy. Trip. So let's talk about Splatoon then. What you sure. think? I actually got to run. Okay. Can you handle it from here? Oh, yeah. I can totally handle okay. it from here. All right. Brian, I'll tell We're going to miss you, man. I miss Bye, you guys, Brian. too. Yeah. yeah. Just yeah. Stay, maybe stay on your phones the whole time he's talking, too. Yeah. Oh. Well, no. Now we're done with that. Garbage. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. Garbage. Yeah. Now, now we want to focus on what Jose <laughs> I was there because yeah. we respect him. <laughs> I was already at the place. So Seriously. I, I didn't have to okay. listen. It'll be, right. it'll be really sad without you. All right. Cool. Oh, we got to go quick. So, yeah. Go for it. See you guys. Bye. Bye. man. Thank All God right, so, gone. so Splatoon, yeah, we got to play it Man. five hours. Um, campaign, five levels, really cool. Um, campaign, explain what campaign means okay, in that so game. Okay, so campaign means in that game that they have uh, every level I played except for the fifth one was sort of a series of floating islands with a launching pad to the next series of floating islands. Yeah. There are challenges that show you how to shoot, how to use ink, how to swim, and, and use, you know, sort of sub-weapons. 
occasionally unlock special weapons. Um, you get armor. The armor is really funky because it's like a bubble coat from like the year 2000 and a bike helmet, and it's all colored in black. They say that at the opening of the game, you're going to create a squidling. You're going to do a, a mini tutorial and then create a squidling and then jump into that plaza that they show everyone, which is mm -hmm. Inkopolis, or that's the name that they're calling it. And so... The levels I played were, were just early campaign stuff, but it was mostly focused around teaching you a new mechanic, just like you would see in a Mario game. Hmm. That was the thing that struck me initially, too. And the launch pad sequence at the end totally felt like the launch star from Galaxy as well, where hmm. like you'd learn a certain mechanic they wanted you to do, whether you know in Galaxy it was like upside down or some weird right. stuff. But then you'd launch to the next series of islands, and they would teach you something else, or it would be something similar to the thing you just did. So we, there, there's much more meat to this campaign than, say, like a Titanfall or you, something that that kind of takes the multiplayer game, makes it a single-player game. I want to say yes, but I only played five levels. Okay. And the fifth level felt like a mimicked form of multiplayer. So like, like a bot AI combat. Bot. Yeah, there yeah, was yeah. A, an AI uh, octoling, I think, is the, the female octopuses that you see in, okay. in those things. Um, you were fighting them in an arena and trying to get to... So every level has its own Mario-esque thing as well. Like, in Mario, is always the, the shine or the star, right? Mm -hmm. And this thing, it's called a zapfish. And it basically looks like a really ugly, like, doll with, like, wiring coming out of it. And you're getting it for this guy who you meet him in Inkopolis. He only comes out of a little sewer grate. He looks every once in a while when you get close. His name is Captain Cuttlefish, I think, somewhere like that. Uh -huh. And he's name. basically, a, a, like, an a ex-war hero who he's fighting the, the octolings and he wants you to help him out because the zapfish got stolen. Okay. Um, but it has very Mario-esque design to it. Uh, I know the co-directors were former Mario uh, team members as well. They were part of EAD. Uh, so just putting that out there as well. One of them worked on Sunshine. The other, I think the same one worked on Pikmin as well. Nice. Uh, Pikmin 3 or Pikmin the original, I forget. But they're both young dudes. So what do you think? I thought it was cool. Uh, I need to see more. Is was my my big beef with the event. I thought what they showed us at the event was cool. So we did campaign. We played more Turf War on some new maps. Turf War is a lot of fun, very visual. I still find it hard to look down at the gamepad to see how we're doing to look yeah. up. I feel yeah. like it's something that was my that, problem at E3. Yeah, that, it's something that when you die, it's much easier to do than when you're in live battle. Uh, it's just too risky, man, to like yeah. look down really fast for a second and look up because you're gonna get splattered. But by you somebody. do get that in a lot of uh, competitive games online. Even it's just they, there's too much going on to even kind of get a quick read on how the standings yeah. are. But but yeah, it's one more step to actually. Yeah, look it's down. not a mini yeah. map in the corner. You're not trying to like yeah. look over to the left and then also keep your eyes in front of you. It's not even it's peripheral just, vision. It sounds stupid, but it's like two seconds is such an eternity. Like mm. to, to look down and look back up is like a really long yeah. time to not have your eyes on it. Yeah, um, yeah. especially but, when you're old and your eyes your eyes have to focus. Yeah, <laughs> and have to readjust. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, and they showed us a new multiplayer <laughs> mode called uh, Splat Zones, which is basically you're controlling one territory. Every match in Splatoon that we've played so far is three minutes long, and so you basically have to hold that space until the timer uh, runs out or until you run uh, your points down to zero. It's sort of like a domination. Yeah, type. you're basically yeah. like, a, I guess hard point domination yeah. might be. And I know that uh, a good analog for it. And I know that one of the co-directors mentioned that to us at E3. So did you get the sense that Nintendo designers actually played Call of Duty, Battlefield, Team Fortress? <laughs> like that they actually did some research on competitive shooters? I mean, I know that he... When he mentioned that at E3, he clearly has played it before. Yeah. Because he said hardpoint domination. Like, I, I think that was the exact wording he used. That's mm. the name of the uh -huh. I think he has. Um, I think they're still kind of skittish about talking about that stuff. Yeah, though. no. I, I, like, yeah. they're a little weird. Well, I mean, they don't want to call attention about, to things not on their platform. Yeah, and they also don't want to, you know, they're, they're just really strange about inspirations in general, right? You ever try yeah. to get 
get a Nintendo designer to talk about sure. where an idea came from, they really never want to admit if it came from. Yeah, the I'm just game curious because they used to be so like in the ivory tower, right? Like where they're whenever you'd bring up an amazing game, they're like, "Oh, I've never heard of it." And it's yeah. like, "Come on, <laughs> seriously? <laughs> what do you like, mean you haven't heard of Craig, Minecraft? Grand Theft Auto? Really? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, no. So I, but my overall theme from the event is I really liked what I saw, and it was really fun to make a mess. Like I've never played a game yeah. where like you're just tossing colors everywhere and you're splattering things left and right uh, sneaking up on someone with the roll of the roller is my favorite thing like it's so soothing to watch like this <laughs> yeah. avenue of color that you're I mean, just laying out in front of people I'm very charmed by that game like I think it's like adorable and yeah. I think like the, the colors like the bright colors all over the place like especially like their big thing at E3, like it's all these like brown games and, and shooters and stuff and then yeah. it's like this like blast like explosion of colors yeah. Splash like, zone. Yeah, it, so I don't know like I'm I'm like I'm very interested in it, and like it's exciting to hear that they there's more variety to it. Because like at E3, I was like, oh, this is cute, and then I kind of yeah. didn't want to, you know, well, and stand that's there what and play bugs longer. Me a little is they're still not showing enough in my mind. Like, yeah, we got to look at campaign, but I wish we could have gotten a few more levels there. Yeah, uh, we saw another multiplayer mode, but it, so far you've only shown two, and this game ships in two months. Like, do you, yeah. you don't want people to think this is going to be short on match types or content, do you? Like, I just feel like whatever secrets they're keeping close to the vest, I think they need to hurry up and show it. Because it's a new IP, there are people interested, and you want to get them on board with this thing because they're already upset that there's no voice chat. Online, you're going to have to use Google Hangouts or Skype or something as your alternative yeah. because you're not getting it through the hardware itself. So that's the only bummer. Yeah. Um, I just want to see more of it, but what I saw was really encouraging. I liked what I saw and I liked what I played. I know that Brian, I couldn't quite tell. Like, I think he enjoyed it, but getting around the gamepad aiming too is a little strange at first. Like, especially if yeah, you have motion that. on. Yep. Yep. Yeah, I know that uh, I kind of trained for this because I played most of Majora's Mask with motion on just for aiming really quick. I and did since too. The da- and since the 3D is more stable, you can just quickly sort of aim at something. Is the motion an option or is it? It is an option. Okay. Um, but it was strange to me at the event because they wouldn't let people configure their controls the way they want to and they were probably trying not to do that for a couple of reasons. One is they probably just wanted matches to start it, a lot faster. Yeah. Second is that, um, what was it again? It, well, just maybe something in options is going to give away something else that they just don't want to talk about maybe, right now. Maybe, yeah. So, yeah. But it's a, if them. you've played Nintendo Land, you played the Metroid shooter, right? Like it has that same kind of pad aiming That's mechanic, right? Yeah. right? Yeah. Like well, if so you're Wind Waker to a degree yeah. with, with sort of aiming. But, but not as the, yeah, this is the prime function when you're when you're playing the yeah. Metroid. I just, yeah. I think though that showing people sure. that all those options are there is really important. Because mm-hmm. I feel yeah. at the end of the day you want people to feel like they can play this game however they want yep. and not the way you're forcing us to. It doesn't bother me at all that it's an option. I think it's actually really smart because some people like it. But like based on like an Ocarina trying to aim the slingshot with motion controls or in Star Fox the gyro controls, like I've just I'm bad at it. Like it, it, really? it just it's very difficult for me for whatever reason. Yeah. So yeah. And I mean granted, like I try it for like a minute and I'm like, oh look it and I turn it's, it off. So I'm a big baby and I could probably get used to it yeah, if I would yeah. just try it. But um if you if you play a game like Majora's Mask though and you do the shooting gallery, it's so much better crush, to do yeah. the aim yeah. Yeah. the you can actually aim really fast and, yeah. and beat that's it. Yeah. And that and that's the difference, right? In Splatoon, uh my understanding and I hope this is true, I can't remember if we heard this from them directly or not, but you will be able to hopefully control like turn speed and things like that. In Majora's Mask, you can't adjust any of those controls. Mm-hmm. It's either you're aiming faster with motion or you're just moving your circle pad can and you it's like a slow invert? turn. Can you do like Yeah, inverted? you can do inverted. Okay, that okay. they would say you can absolutely do. Yeah, because so, like, stuff like that is so important yeah. Like for if you want people to be competitive. No, and, and I know at E3 that. that one of the they, uh, they mentioned a one versus one mode. They didn't show anything huh. about that. They didn't say a word, which means this thing will probably use the pro controller. And split mm-hmm. screen, no what, 
what options were there? No Did you see conversation at all about okay. split screen right yeah. now? Which I which I would assume one v one mode is going to take advantage of. Yeah, I mean it's a really good looking game at sixty frames per second. And if you looked at Mario Kart, that was a really good looking game that also ran at that speed. Yeah, yeah, for they sure. Ended up doing a split screen across both screens though. I wonder yeah. if Splatoon is going to go the Hyrule Warriors route where uh-huh. it's a slight visual downgrade, but you get two different rendered views, or if they're going to go the Mario Kart Eight route where you don't really lose anything and how it looks too much at least perception wise but both players can actively see where they are yeah okay so we'll see yeah it's out there interesting thanks for yeah. the impression sir yeah for sure uh last thing we'll talk about today is that iwata denies claims about the live action zelda series on netflix so remember a couple weeks ago wall street journal uh by the way a very trusted reporter in ben fritz like that guy yeah, oh yeah that, well, i mean that's why we'll get to say this, yeah, we'll this get to denial that is not full denial yeah, yeah we'll, i'm so glad you brought that up and yeah. that's what this is the news andrew Go- <laughs> you saw that he went into his news roots like, right there, like i got, I got yeah. something to say about this um so yeah a couple weeks ago reporter ben fritz uh at the wall street journal dropped a story about how they they had heard or he had heard that netflix was trying to work on a zelda series that sort of was like a, a live action series that was game of thrones-esque but for a family-friendly audience mm. which sounds completely backwards if you watch game yeah. of thrones but whatever there's ambition there netflix has been building some really strong original programming we've talked about that iwata's quote is as of now i have nothing new to share with you in regard to the use of our ips for any tv shows or films this was talking to time but I can at least confirm that the article in question is not based on correct information. I think that wording, I mean, it could be a translation thing, but that wording is so careful to, like, that doesn't, that is not a denial that a Zelda series is happening. That is perhaps a denial about the Game of Thrones family thing, but I don't know. Like, or I don't, it's not live action, it's animated or exactly, something, right? Exactly, yeah. like, it, it just yeah. feels like a, a very careful, like, way to slip out of confirming this, but I, I, that, like, I feel like if it was totally untrue, he would have Probably, if he was going to comment at all, I feel like he would have just said, "No, this isn't true." Yeah, he would have yeah. said, "We don't have, for example, we don't have a Zelda um, TV show in the works." Exactly. Like, yeah, th- this is carefully worded denial. Where maybe, maybe the ink isn't dry. Maybe the yep. th- the deal isn't signed at all. Right? Like, I mean, look at look at Halo. Halo still fell apart too after mm-hmm. the fact. Uh, by the way, listen to the UK podcast. They had Neil Blomkamp on. And it was pretty fascinating Ooh. to hear. His his thoughts his about Halo and like he's he doesn't obviously doesn't give everything away, but it was really interesting. Just kind of, you know, you realize how burnt he is by the whole Halo experience, and he's basically like, hey, if anybody's gonna make a Halo movie, call me up. I have <laughs> I have folders and folders of designs. That thing was almost done, right? Wasn't like, Elysium was a, Halo? Yeah. <laughs> no, no. He said he said it was it was very different. Like yeah. he he said you know like he reuses. Pieces, but but that was a very unique product. Wasn't but there like, like a Peter Jackson Halo project at some yeah. point too that got yeah. abandoned? Yeah, like, yeah and that, that's what Blanc was, was going to be. The oh, oh, that was the yeah. same. Okay, okay, yeah. sorry, sorry. Yeah, and like now he's making Alien, of yeah, course, yeah, yeah. right? Yeah. Which, oh my God, that's a, the perfect guy to do it. But um, uh, yeah, I trust Ben. So Ben Ben Ben's a yeah. good guy. Um, he's he knows Hollywood very well. He, but uh, ironically, he was the guy who wrote up the story for Variety magazine on our fake Zelda trailer. <laughs> so Ooh. he no no Long he time ago, but no yeah. no but he wrote yeah. it up yeah. and he's like he IGN produced this fake Zelda trailer right oh, like got it, it, got it. he wasn't he wasn't fooled by it and okay. he we've talked a bunch of times in the last couple of years about you know the stuff we've heard about Zelda movies with both fans Zelda movies you know whether that's ever going to happen and like there was a Peter Chernin kind of um, interest in creating a Peter Chernin production of Zelda and like how hard it is to get Nintendo to license anything and so when he knows that when he writes this 
this is happening at Netflix. I know he got good yeah. sources. No, and it's also, yeah, yeah, he would never have run that without <clears throat> double confirming. And, and I mean, like, yeah, I, I'm well, sure yeah. that he had a solid source. And, so like, yeah. and, and I think uh, in terms of what you said, yeah, maybe the ink isn't dry. Or maybe N- Netflix was pitching. That's what he got. Like, it wasn't really set in motion yet. Like, we don't know. It's just, it's fascinating to me that the response to this story that at least I've seen just anecdotally is a lot of people who are like, aha, I knew it couldn't be true. But it's like, I don't feel like this is an outright denial. I don't know. Like, I feel like this is worded so carefully. And I don't know. I I still think it's probably a thing. Do you want a Netflix Zelda show? Personally, I can't imagine what would satisfy me in terms of like same like, here. I'm worried. That feeling. Like I, I. Hey, you weren't worried when we talked I, about. No, Swaga. I'm just thinking thinking about how it would look. Exactly. I'm really worried because if you want to do it right, it's so expensive. Yeah, and it just I don't know. Like I don't think I think Netflix has done like I I really think they're doing a lot of great stuff, and I think Nintendo would not like if this does move forward, they would not let it happen unless it was an incredible pitch that they were very satisfied with. So. I would like to imagine that because they've been burned in the past on the Mario Brothers movie and all these like awful things, like I, I would think that they would take a lot of creative control and, and do it right if it happened. So maybe, yeah. but um, I just I can't imagine what it would take to do this just, right. <laughs> just like yeah. with the decision to go to mobile, I feel like you know movies or TV shows based on Nintendo IP, and obviously there are animated series like Pokemon and all that yeah. kind of stuff, well, right? Taking more but risk with those in Japan, but, by the way. But it's yeah. a yeah, and 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 Nintendo's done their little Pikmin short films, all that kind of yeah. stuff. It's a when, not an if. Like some, like with comic book movies, somebody's going to prove that video game movies can be quality and have big audiences. We'll see it might be the world of warcraft uh, or the warcraft movie that's coming yeah. up hearing good things about that right <clears throat> like, the there's going to be a movie that is going to break you know break this curse of uber ball terrible movie oh, it will be pixel yeah. starring adam sandler it will not be pixel <laughs> no, it will not um, but i will say that the more you hear iwata talk about nintendo being an entertainment company and not just a video game maker the more these these sort of uh, experiments with their IP make a lot more sense. Yeah, so and it's like, it look, is a win. Look at I, I think like look at where the industry is headed. Like I I think their move to mobile is a very good example of them kind of embracing like look like this is what the entertainment industry is now. And I think another big part of that is if you look at the mo- the five most successful movies of the past few years, like a pretty big chunk of them are going to be the Avengers and the Dark Knight and all these mm-hmm. gigantic like comic book movies. So I think like. They know that video games are becoming bigger and bigger and broader and broader every day. Like I, it, it wouldn't surprise me if they're at least in conversations about trying to do exactly that, about trying to take those brands and make and leverage them into a mainstream thing. Because like an Avengers level success of like a Zelda or I guess a Breaking Bad level success, like whatever the, the ultimate TV show like that is Zelda like does help the brand. Oh, yeah. So I mean, if they did it right, it would be good for selling games. So it, it is in for their sure. interest to, to yeah. find a good partner for this. But. Yeah. I think until it's formally announced and until there's actual like talent associated with it, because like, oh my god, like who is directing it? Like, like the, the art direct, like like just, who's Zelda? Yeah, it's the <laughs> casting. Like, there's so many things that have to be handled so carefully that I don't know. Yeah. Until we know any of that, it's so hard and, to and, predict. And think about like all the projects that have come up in the past that have been canceled, right? Like, how yeah. long did it take to make a movie out of Watchmen or yeah. you know novels like The Perfume or anything? And and it's like. Anything that gets started can fall apart as well. Yeah, we've seen yeah. it with Metroid. We're probably going to see it with Metal Gear. Yeah. Remember, yeah. there was supposed to be a Metal Gear movie that, you know, Hideo and was supposed Dice to And Dice 2013, they announced Portal and Half-Life were going to do oh. J.J. Abrams movies. Like, that stuff, no one's heard about that. Like, mm, yeah. I think it, it's one of those weird things where, like, I think 
I don't know. Yeah, I would, I, I just, I'd rather see a Dark Tower movie than a Zelda TV Well, show. and that's not <laughs> happening either, right? Yeah. Like, that's a great example. Like, yeah. like it's a best-selling book. <laughs> yep. People know Stephen those movies King's work. Dark Tower, right? Yep. Yeah. yeah. Okay, now I read those. <clears throat> it was supposed to be a movie plus an HBO show that yep. filled in the gaps between the books. And, like, Ron Howard has been developing Ron whatever Howard it is for, like, it. years. Yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah. Oh, okay. No, yeah. that's yeah. fine. No, yeah. those are these are really good examples. I'm really glad. Andrew, I'm so glad, happy you were able to join us this week. Yeah, thank you for having me. Always a pleasure. It's always cool to have you around. So, so where can folks find you on the internet these days? What are um, you doing? Where do, where do they go? So I'm on Twitter at Garfep. Um, I write a lot of blog posts and stuff on GearboxSoftware.com. And uh, if you ever come to one of our PAX panels, I'm, I'm usually hosting them. So. Okay, cool. I'm around. For sure. All right. <laughs> I'm around too. Yeah, well, Pear's around. Pear IGN? Yeah. You can follow me. I was getting to that part, but I got to huh? do the whole, thanks for listening to this. Oh, you do still do it. Sorry. Yeah, no, no. You got to okay. plug Brian as well. I can, I can yeah. do it again. Why don't yeah. you do it this Pear IGN. Yeah, no, do, take us out. Go oh, through the I'll whole, take you like, out? yeah. Where can, Jose, where can people find you on Twitter? <sighs> Thank you for listening to the Nintendo Voice Chat. We are a weekly show at IGN, but we are not the only show on IGN. In <laughs> fact, there are plenty of podcasts you can be listening to. Unlocked, Beyond, so many cool things. When we don't just put podcasts here either. We have Scoop. features, videos, shows, stuff that you can really latch on to. <laughs> no, seriously, come check us out. Uh, lastly, you can leave us feedback by going over to iTunes and leaving us a review or write into NVC at IGN.com. Let us know what you think. The question block will be back on next week's episode. So if you have an awesome discussion question, please send it in. Try to keep it short just for the sake of brevity so we can keep it rolling. Of course, you know that segment, uh, we try to do a good, as good a job as we can. Lastly, you can find everyone on Twitter. You can find wow. Pear at Pear IGN. You can find Andrew Gofarv at Garfep. You can find Agent Vizzle. Oh, excuse me. <laughs> you can Damn. find Brian Altano at. You can be Brian. Uh, Agent Bizzle. Brap, yeah. brap. Brap, brap. Okay, and you can find myself, Jose underscore Otero, on Twitter. Thank you very much for listening, and we'll be back next week with more Nintendo Voice Chats. Contained herein are the heresies of Radolf Burntwine, erstwhile monk-turned-traveling medical investigator. Join me as I uncover the blasphemous truth of a plague-ridden world, that ours is not a loving God, and we are not its favored children. The Heresies of Radolf Burntwine, coming January 2nd, wherever podcasts are available.